Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. How many seconds is a life worth? So here's the setup. You are in a hurry to get to work, and there ahead is a line of traffic trying to get past a bicyclist. What is that bicyclist? Bicyclist? What is that person riding the bicycle thinking? This road isn't meant for bicycles. Each car trying to pass inches a bit closer. So what's a grace? That's word. That's the word. Grace car driver to do in this situation. Maybe you're a cyclist and you have much to say on this issue, or maybe it's your pet peeve. Call us this morning eight six six three four eight. 784-866-34-TRUTH for the digitally gifted. The great news is that this came out of the NHTSA, the, a lot of people call it the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, in December. Their 2013 report said that traffic fatalities continue to drop radically, but a very disturbing thing popped out at me. The one statistic on the increase was the number of pedal cyclist fatalities. So the question is today, how many seconds is a life worth? It appears to be a matter of life and death. So joining me today, first off, we have Tim Turnquist, president of the International Christian Cyclists, with their mission to unite and light. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Robbie. Great to be here. Yeah. And uh, this, is, this is a timely topic since um, one of our riders in... Um, in our NorCal chapter, or Northern California chapter, um, recently died while while riding on the roads. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, always, but especially right now. Wow, that is. And we, by the way, um, want to welcome back our Bakersfield, California um, affiliate. Um, we, we've been on the air for them for years, and now we're back with you, so... I think it's it's KTIA. Am I right? Up. Oh, we'll get it for you in a second. But anyway, it's in Bakersfield, California. We're welcoming them back this week, and we're so glad to have Tim on us and with on us. And joining us a little bit later in the show, we have Jeff Mulder, who rides for the Livestrong Foundation, and literally riding to support individual cancer patients. And he rides and rides. I'm telling you, and we're going to hear his perspective on this topic. But I would really love to hear yours. What is what is it that you feel about bicyclists and how we should share the road? 866-348-7884. That's the number to call in. 866-348-7884. What's your view on sharing the road with bicycles? Now, for those who are regular listeners to the Christian Car Guys show, you would know that any time we had a fifth Saturday in a month, that would normally be the time that we would have on Dr. Sonny. <coughs> Dr. Sonny and his amazing bozo theme. And oh, how I wish Dr. Sonny was with us. He went to be with the Lord back, I believe, in August. But 
Dr. Sonny had a very unique gift. <laughs> Those who would listen regularly would know that we would ask people to call in on any subject. They could come up with any car part, whatever they would do. And Dr. Sonny, with his lightning fast mind, would come up with an acronym. So I told my producer, Johnny and I sat there this morning. We said, in honor of Dr. Sonny, we need an acronym. We need something. What would Dr. Sonny, if we gave him the word bicycle, what would he come up with? And we sat there, looked at each other, and thought about it a minute, and then we came up with this. So if you got if you got your pen, you can write this down. It's it's our Dr. Sonny acronym since Dr. Sonny's gone to be with the Lord for bicycle, okay? He would have said, believers in Christ yearn for Christ's love everlasting. Right? That's what he would have said. And those of us who uh, miss him, <clears throat> we, we, we can't help but think of an acronym for him today. Now... Coming up at the end of the show, we do always have our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry up for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And in our topic today, how many seconds is a life worth? I found this out recently that hours before anyone knew about the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, an amazing Scottish, Scottish preacher, Peter Marshall, was to deliver an address to the cadets at Annapolis. And he was going to do that on the morning of December 7th, 1941. Well, Peter Marshall had spent hours and hours of preparation as this was a great honor, and he wanted to prepare a great message. And he thought he had one. But that morning, God nudged him with a different message. And Peter, speaking with the clergy there at Annapolis, told the clergy about his dilemma. And the clergy told him to go ahead and just do whatever God's telling you to do, whatever God's put on your heart. And no one, of course, would have ever known the events of that day and the significance of Peter Marshall's message, but God. And at the heart of that message was a story that I think has everything to do with life and death and what we're talking about in this subject today, things I cherish greatly in my heart. And so I get to share that today. What was at the heart of Peter Marshall's sermon that day at Annapolis on December 7th, 1941. I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. If you're just tuning in for the first time, The Christian Car Guy Show, we're bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. And on this show, we talk about things like grace car driving, <laughs> like we just we talked about when you're coming up on a bicyclist, not speeding. After all, if you're following Jesus, I assure you, he would be going the speed limit, <laughs> and it's estimated that Americans waste 200 million gallons of gasoline a week on speeding. We believe in staying out of the bondage of car debt and taking care of your car, because if you see those old tractors that are running out in the elements since the 1940s, if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. Those are topics we'd love to talk about here on the Christian Car Guy Show, as always. Whatever question you may have, whatever comment on the subject, or some issue you're having with your car, that's what we're here for, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, and it's Kerry, K-E-R-I in Bakersfield, California, AM 1410. I knew my brain would engage eventually. <laughs> we welcome those guys back, and um, we also have a wonderful website that we would point you to today. It's the christiancarguy.com, just christiancarguy.com. You click in there, and you're going to see all the guests we have on today, the International Christian Cyclists Association, Jeff Mulder and his, his uh, sharing the strength ministry, and of course, our Jesus Labor Love. 
If you're a first-time listener, you may not be aware that there is this program across the country for single moms, widows, families in crisis that have a car situation. The Jesus Labor Love provides labor, now not parts, but free labor, to families that are in crisis. And to find out about that, of course, you can go to christiancarguy.com and click on that, and then you'd fill out an application if you need help. But as always, we got to mention that we need your help. We need you to join the team if you want to. Either make phone calls, pray for our single moms, widows. You can just join the prayer team, and that'd be awesome. But in any way that you want to help the Jesus Labor Love, we need you. And again, you can find out all about that at christiancarguy.com. Now, getting back to our subject of the day, which is how do we share the road with bicycles? Welcome back, Tim. (laughs) Got a little long-winded on you there. No, that's okay. It was good. And so... Just as a background, how long have you been have you been involved with the international cyclists, and what what did how did God put that on your heart? Um, I was uh, I, I took my family on a on a mission project down to Guatemala uh, about ten years ago, and we were there for a year and a half. And um, while I was there, I kind of started a, a little cycling club, and. Um, really learned to enjoy the all the aspects of group riding. And when we came home, um, I, I had been part of a race club before, but it, it really left me feeling kind of um, uh, wanting, for lack of a better word. Um, so I go to a, a pretty big church, about 10,000 people go to it, and I thought, there's got to be other like-minded people who ride their bikes that go to this church. I approached, uh, approached the pastor, and he said, that's a great idea, we should do it, but think bigger than our church. Um, what There's got to be something else out there. So I did some research, and I found the International Christian Cycling Club, or the IC3, as it's known, and it was a perfect fit. So about nine years ago, I started a chapter of the uh, Twin Cities Spoke. Um, we re- refer to our chapters as spokes. And um, just loved it. I, I felt really called by God to, um, um, to this ministry and to, you know, helping people fulfill their cycling dreams. Well, the- and then... Jeff, I hate to interrupt. I mean, excuse me, Tim, I hate to interrupt, but that music says we got to go to a break here in a minute. And we're going to find out what Tim's view is on how to share the road. But we also have Jeff Mulder coming up. And so we got a lot to talk about on sharing the road with cyclists, but we need to hear from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much coming up. The Christian Car Guys show today, we are sharing the road with bicycles. As a disturbing statistic came out in December from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration that pedal cyclist fatalities are up while the rest of traffic fatalities are down. So the question that was right on my mind immediately is how should Christians react to this situation? And it is frustrating, no doubt. You're late for work and here's this Somebody on a bicycle, it's a highway. You think, wow, this, this road isn't meant for bicycles. There's no bicycle lane. What have I got to do? What, what's the situation? What should the self-talk of a Christian 
race car driver be in that situation? That's what I would love to know from you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Joining us this morning, we have both Tim Turquist, who is the president of the Christian Cyclists Association, and we have Jeff Mulder now joining us also, who's with a ministry called Live Strong. And Jeff, could you take a second and, and share with our listeners what, what you guys do? Well, Live Strong, uh, their mission is to support anybody affected by cancer. And so I have kind of incorporated that into my bike riding. A number of years ago, my wife made me put a yellow flag on the back of my bike so that I would be a little safer. And I thought, <laughs> hey, that'd be cool if I could dedicate those flags to cancer survivors. And so every week I put a different flag on the back of my bike with the name of a current cancer survivor, and I ride for that week for that person, and then I send them the flag. So as a result, Jeff, you are on the road a lot, I know, I because I follow you on Facebook, and and I see how many times you're out there riding for all these individuals. So you're up against this thing constantly, and I would love your insight on it, because I know it's it's something that you face, and we're going we're gonna to get to Tim's here in a minute, too, but I would love to hear your view on it. From what, from what aspect? From a driver or a rider? Whichever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that, as a rider, um, is really distracting is even when somebody goes by uh, from a friendly standpoint with a little tap on the horn. Um, so I know that that's one of my, it just kind of gives me a start, and I realize that drivers are trying to just, Give me a friendly, usually, sometimes it's not so friendly, um, tap on, hey, I'm coming around. And, you know, that was one of the first things when you you invited me on the show that I thought of, uh, that the friendly tap is a little distracting. Yeah, and I something I hadn't even thought about, Jeff, but I saw this cartoon, actually, I think I found it on Facebook, that there you are, you're clear on the right side of the road, which is often where the, the sewer places are and you got all these things that as a bicyclist if you hit that you're in a you're in the weeds (laughs) and so you know the the thing that i have started to do well since they started in the last 10 years um on a road where there isn't a shoulder and there are some sewer things like you said um you know i'm riding two or three feet into the lane and i'm really doing that not to be rude to the people coming up behind me but I'm doing that because if a car tries to squeeze by, I'm probably going into that sewer drain or into the ditch. <clears throat> and so I'm doing that not to be a pain, uh, but really to protect myself as a rider uh, from getting pushed into the ditch. Well, good, good, good. Well, I since I have you on, I have Tim on, and now I've got David who's in Philadelphia who Pennsylvania has a comment for us. I'm going to bring David into the conversation as well. So, Tim, if you got a comment on what anybody says, or Jeff, you do, by all means, just jump in there. But we got David in Philadelphia. David, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Tell us your uh, thoughts. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting. Um, you know, um, history tells us that the first roads were actually built for cyclists, not for automobiles. And... Uh, it's kind of interesting how things obviously have evolved and changed, but, um, you know, 
safety should be priority for everybody, first and foremost. Um, and I have to admit that sometimes cyclists aren't the nicest ones out there. I've been driving cars, and obviously, you know, and uh, seen cyclists. And sometimes I'm embarrassed by what some of the cyclists do. So I just want to go on record saying that. Uh, especially here in Philadelphia, there's, you know, incidents of cyclists going the wrong way uh, on a one-way street and those kinds of things. Um, but, yeah, cyclists, you know, um, uh, we're vulnerable out there. And I also try to tell people that, you know, it's somebody's father, mother, brother, sister, relative out there, uh, and just to be kind and be patient. Um, and I think it's got to go both ways. I think cyclists also have to uh, adhere to the rules of the road, uh, which sometimes I have to admit we don't do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's an uh, interesting topic. Uh, it's probably, I probably keep going on uh, um, during that, uh, the situations that we have today. Yeah, it's a scary thing that there's people. This is a matter of life and death, and it's just a matter of a few seconds for the driver. And we do have Tim Turnquist. And Tim, in the article that you wrote there at ChristianCarGuy.com for us, which we appreciate very, very much, you mentioned mm-hmm. that quite often this is just a matter of a few seconds for the driver. Could you share some of those statistics? Yeah, first of all, I want to say hi to David because I recognize his voice. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a friend doing, of mine. And- I'm 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 doing really good. Um, Dave, David's like one of my heroes, oh, uh, both in the faith and on the on a bike. Um, he's a pastor up there in Philadelphia. Um, I I've done kind of a, an informal, unscientific study while I'm on the bike, while I'm in my car, just observing traffic, and typically a single bike rider. Um, like 95-ish percent of the time, doesn't cause any discernible um, slowdown in traffic. Um, it could be that the roads I'm on just have a nice shoulder or, or whatever, but, and I, I know in the city it's a little bit higher than that. Um, but of the, of the 5% where traffic is slowed down, it's usually, you know, 7 to 10 seconds where where the traffic is actually delayed. Um, so I, I have no scientific, you know, study that I've done, um, but well, that's, that's, that's just the, what I've observed. Yeah, and so many times, and we've we got a lot to talk about this timing situation. Jeff, I am so glad you joined us for the show. David, I appreciate you calling in. we got so much more to talk about, so... Y'all stay tuned out there. If you got a question or a comment for us, please call us 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. We'll leave when the ball is over. Get married in clover. And you will look sweet. are sharing the road with bicyclists today on the Christian Car Guys show and we're welcoming your comments on that issue. Is that a point of frustration for you or is it something you want to learn from like me? I, I'm, I am very interested in what these guys have to say today. We are joined by Jeff Mulder and Tim Turnquist, both of them <clears throat> in the cycling uh, Christian world, so to speak. Tim as the president of the uh, International Christian Cyclist Club, and Jeff with uh, Live Strong, which rides for cancer patients. Um, 
in some amazing things and ways to raise money. But both of them obviously engaged in this um, sport, but also from a Christian perspective, what does that exactly look like and how does that feel like? And so I was interested in when I talked to both of you initially on this subject, Jeff and Tim, <laughs> that both of you had both sides of the view of the of the equation, that you had this, the point of view as a cyclist but now I'd like to turn it back the other way. Is what's your point of view as a car driver, Jeff? Well, well one of the things that, and, and David kind of alluded to it, your last call-in about you know being rude as a cyclist. One of the things as a cyclist and as primarily a driver that bugs me is when cyclists ride shoulder to shoulder. So you know, you're on a two-lane road and there isn't enough room, and then they decide to go out in pairs when it's not needed. And so, you know, I certainly swerve way around and there's nothing I can do about it. But as a driver, um, it's frustrating to see cyclists taking up more than more of the road than they need to. Wow. Uh, yeah. That, that, you know, it's like my daughter's a waitress. <laughs> when you go to a restaurant with her and a wait, you know, she gets a little more frustrated with the service than I do because, of course, I don't see it from that particular sp- perspective. How about you, Tim? Um, I, I would encourage cyclists to to know the laws in their area and to follow them, um, whether they're on a group ride or, or riding individually. One of the biggest pet peeves is, is the large group ride. Um, and what happens on those is you get a cyclist who's leading, who's used to riding alone. And so they make left-hand turns with oncoming traffic and forget that there's, you know, 10 or 15 guys trailing behind, and they're going to take longer to get through that intersection than a single cyclist would. And just so just be, not only being aware of the laws, but being aware of the surroundings, who you're riding with, and, um, you know, other traffic. Yeah, it's it's huge. Again, we would uh, welcome your view on this subject. You can call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And, and Jeff, can you take us, because I think a, a big part of what I heard from Tim and Dave and, and you is that we put a face on this bicyclist. You know, we are coming up on them, and there may be a 7 or 8, 10, 15, 20-second interaction between the driver and and the bicyclist, but it could change everybody's life in a moment for eternity. Um, and so it, it, I think it's great if we can actually put a face on what that person may be doing there while they're riding the bike. And in your case, Jeff, you're riding for these patients and you take some really long rides. <laughs> can you share with our listeners so they can kind of put a face on this guy that might be riding that bike? You mean about me personally? Yes. Yes. Your rides. Uh, Sure. I, I don't have a cancer story myself. I'm really fortunate and blessed um, in that way, in lots of ways. Um, I got involved with Livestrong seven or eight years ago I just because I like to ride, and so I did one of their group rides and started hearing the stories and the pain and suffering. And so I've been kind of um, a stakeholder, I guess, in that fight with a variety of organizations, but primarily live strong on, you know, trying to eliminate or at least minimize some of that pain and suffering. 
So some of these rides you're on, though, are really long rides, right? <laughs> I ride about 4,000 miles a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... So I, I usually can do a flag a week, and that's usually about 120 to, in the summer to 150 miles a week. And so, you know, that's a lot of miles. It is. And, and it, that's a lot of experience with motorists. And I, I think that's some really wonderful advice that touching the horn could really upset a lot of people. And I, I think that that's probably good advice, motorist to motorist, that, you know, that horn is just not, it was not designed to be a sign of friendship or a sign of aggravation. It was designed as, as a way to, to save your life in a certain circumstances when you know that somebody does not know you're there. And, and you're to let them know that something's going on. We have Kenny is in Louisville, Kentucky. He's got a he's got a comment for us. Kenny, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Well, this I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and they passed the uh, law here sometime back that uh, allows the bikes on the road, and they actually have bike lanes where they've taken away a full car lane and they give it to the bikers through downtown and things like that. Um, not as much of an issue with it there, but my biggest problem is this is the exact same thing as them taking away our rights without voting on so many issues these days. And they did not ask anybody. They didn't vote on anything. They just shoved this down everybody's throat. The biggest problem to me is, other than the rude people, which they're galore here, is it increases the carbon output and you have cars, lines and lines and miles of cars behind a bike on River Road here. I could go on and on all over this city where you get behind a biker and you've got traffic a mile behind you. And I'm for bikes having a place to go. I'm not for bikes on a road anywhere at all whatsoever, unless it's downtown where you already had four lanes wide and they took a lane and gave it to the bikers. Well... It's it's great to have somebody on your side of the equation because I was not aware that they had that kind of a a situation, and oh, it's horrible. And we've we've lost about eighteen people here killed on bikes. Really? Yeah, and that's one of my big things. When they first passed this many years ago, I said, "Man, you guys are ludicrous. This this is going to kill people. From your all's arrogance and ignorance, you're going to kill people." And they did. There's eighteen people dead. Yeah, and that's the statistic we're seeing, and. And and the thing I think about Kenny is is I remember as a child I never used a helmet I didn't have you know, we, <laughs> you know it was a completely different world and then you see the cyclist uh, you know deaths increasing and so it seems like there may be another issue on the forefront I'm interested in your thoughts on that Tim or Jeff jump feel free to jump in with Kenny I have a comment I have bicycled in Louisville so I have a couple uh, one is um, I don't know about the rules, Kenny, or and I've not biked downtown, but I do know that there is a path that you can basically bike around the outside of Louisville. Um, they do now have that, but unfortunately, 80% of your bikers are nowhere near that and don't use that. Yeah, and so I have a tip for people. There, is, there are a number of programs, Map My Ride or Garmin, where you can go out to those sites and you can find the bike lanes. Ah. So when I ride through a town like that, if I'm riding across the country or in a place where I don't know, I usually go out to one of those sites, and I'm looking for the maps and the routes that cyclists like me have already taken. 
And so mm-hmm. they show up in dark green, and you can find all of the bike paths and roads that have bike lanes. Um, and so there are yeah, ways cool. that cyclists who are listening to the show can minimize that impact with cars, protect themselves, and reduce the frustration of the drivers by looking at those maps, and they're really easy to get to on either a computer or a cell phone. Give me those again, and I'll make sure and get those links up at ChristianCarGuy.com, Jeff. They uh, are... Map My Ride is one of them. Okay. And then Garmin Connect. Garmin? Yeah, also, um, Google Maps also has an option for biking, and it's still in beta, but it's up on everybody. Everybody should have access to it. It's not complete yet. And Strava is another one. In Thraba? Strava. Uh, now you gave me something I don't know. <laughs> is that like E N T H R U B A? In Thraba? S S T R A V A. Ah, well, I'm glad you spelled that. I never got it. <laughs> Kenny, you are a blessing, man. You brought us a lot of great information. I'm so thankful you called in this morning from Louisville. And what a, what a great Christian station you listen to up there. There are some awesome folks. God bless you. I appreciate you. You, you know, that's some really helpful information. So I'm, I'm thankful that Kenny provided that for us. And Jeff, I, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but how helpful is it that we now have these different options? So God bless you guys. This is so awesome. Well, we have got another whole segment of the Christian Car Guy Show, so we would love to take your calls, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as promised, we're going to hear what Peter Marshall delivered to the cadets at Annapolis on December 7th, 1941, that could affect the subject. So stay tuned. Ooh, I love the way you hold me by my side, you'll always be Take it in every day, make it special in some way I love the way you hold me in your arms I'll always be you Take it in every day, make it special in some way I love you more than the words in my brain can express I can't imagine even loving you less Lord, I love the way you hold me Oh, I love the way you hold me. And you're going to go, Robbie, what does that have to do with sharing the road with bicycles? What does that have to do with Peter Marshall's sermon on December 7th, 1941? Well, you are going to find out if you listen to this segment of the Christian Car Guy Show. We got one more segment on sharing the road with bicycles. And I do want to get to this sermon by Peter Marshall. Um, but we need to hear from you. 866 348 7884 is a number to call in and share. We have Judy is in Seattle, Washington this morning. Up early, Judy. Good morning. Hi. My husband and I bike. Oh, good. And I'm mid-60s. He's early 70s. And we just started seriously biking a couple of years ago and got a couple of good road bikes and put 8,000 miles on them this last year. Wow. And to the STP, that's the Seattle-Tacoma. And I can relate to the guy from Louisville before we rode bikes. And we'd get very irritated with cyclists. And now we are one. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. And and we're waiting to go on our shop ride this morning. It's quite foggy and very cold, so I don't know if we're going to do it. But we have a bike shop here uh, north of Seattle. And they're serious bicyclists, serious. And so they really... They really stretch us. 
we are exhausted after we come back from a two-hour <laughs> ride with them. Sounds like it. But um, we, you know, or we'll go on maybe a 70-mile ride, 70 mile ride bike today, bicycle ride today. But around Seattle, there's some wonderful trails, paved trails, and we've taken those, and we do a lot of night riding and on those trails. Ah, and so, and that's um, a safe way that you don't you don't engage the the uh, motorists, and at the same time you have a great time. Yes, we do have to really watch the cross streets. But on our on our shop rides, you know there might be eighteen of us, and yes, that is an issue. We try to stay on roads, side roads that there's not much traffic at all, so that we don't have to back up traffic and right. And um, you know, it's there are there's some you know sometimes. There's traffic that's backed up, but it's only for a few minutes. Right. It's a matter of if you, you know, this is somebody's mom, this is somebody's grandmother, this is somebody's aunt, or, you know, their their husband. You know, these are people. Every person on that bike is a life. It's the image of God. It's it's an important thing to remember as we're motorists that really a few seconds that we're held up or maybe if we're held up by 10 minutes, is it really <laughs> going to change our life? like it could in just a moment. Judy, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in this morning. Thank you. That is that is so awesome. Well, I do want to get to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. We're going to take a couple more calls here in a second. But as I promised, Peter Marshall gave a sermon on December 7th, 1941. He didn't know um, what was going to happen on December 7th, 1941, and he had prepared at length for a sermon, but God had given him a different sermon to deliver that morning in Annapolis. And nobody knew what was going to happen that day, but the sermon that he gave to me has a lot to do with this topic because at the beginning of it, he quoted James chapter 4, and he said, which says, come now you who say tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we will go do such and such in such a city and spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow for what is life? It's a vapor. Well, I was crushed between two cars, as some of you know, back <laughs> in um, 1996. I was not a bike. I was just standing at the back of my car. And in a moment, everything changed. My life changed forever. I, I can't tell you all the ramifications of things that change. And it's a matter of life and death. So you're coming up on this bicycle, and it's a matter of life and death. you just got a few seconds, or maybe it's a minute, or maybe it's five minutes, but if something happens to that cyclist, it changes things forever. And so what happened with Peter Marshall that morning was God gave him a different sermon than he was, thought he was going to deliver to those cadets at Annapolis. And he told this story, which touches me greatly. After he quoted James chapter 4, he said, there was a lady who had a child that was very, very ill. In fact, they were um, dying. And like most mothers, he kept, she kept telling him, his name was Kenneth, that it was going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're, not, you're going to be fine, you know. But over a period of time, everybody became more and more aware that, that Kenneth was dying. And so at some point, Kenneth asked his mom, you know, Mom, I'm really scared. I'm afraid I'm dying. Is it going to hurt? You can imagine the mom gets ter terribly emotional, and she runs out of the room, and she sends up a prayer which is the best part of the story in my opinion is what a great time to ask God, what do I tell my son? He obviously deserves a better answer than everything's going to be okay. And God answered her prayer. And what he told her to share was this. 
She came back in the room. She said, Kenneth, you know how sometimes when you get outside just playing and you just give it everything you got and you come into our house and you fall into mommy and daddy's bed and you're just exhausted and you fall asleep? Well, what you don't know is that your daddy comes in with those big, strong arms in the middle of the night and he lifts you up and he goes and he puts you in your room. And when you wake up in the morning, you don't know how you got there, but your daddy put you where you were supposed to be and now you're in your place. And that's what it'll be like in the morning. Now, obviously, <laughs> we don't want this to happen to any cyclists out there, do we, Tim? No, we do not. But it's awfully nice to know that no matter what does happen out there, we all have those arms that love to hold us. And I've had that hug when I was crushed between those cars and I was laying on the ground and I also prayed, God, you got to help me because they were afraid I was going to go into shock. I had just finished my chemotherapy treatments and so it was really a critical situation and it was a compound for all sorts of stuff. But I will never, ever forget the way God came and he gave me this hug. And if you've ever had a real live God hug, you'll understand that song better. <laughs> I love the way you hold me because you will know that in the morning you're going to wake up and you're going to be in your own room. If you don't know that Christ, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know that you're going to have salvation, this is a critical issue way more than whether or not you're coming up on a cyclist this afternoon is how do I get to know Christ? How do I get the forgiveness for my sins so I can end up in my own room? He died on that cross for you. And if you'll ask for his forgiveness, you can end up there, right, Tim? Absolutely. I mean, this, this is an opportunity big. It could be your day. Today is your day. Well, we have Chip is in Barrington, Illinois. We want to get him in if we can. Chip, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? I know, I know this voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've spent a lot of miles together on the road. Yeah. Yes, we have. So my thinking is that um, I love the idea of be- bikes being on trails. Great idea. But the fact of the matter is that we're the, I think the crux of the issue is the intersection between bikes and cars on roads. And that's the issue that I think needs most attention. And my thought is simply that there's a responsibility, obviously, on the part of drivers. But as a bike rider, I have the responsibility to make sure that cars see me. And that starts probably, obviously, with following the rules of the road. Bikes are responsible to follow the same rules as cars, number one. And number two, I think it's my responsibility to make sure that I do whatever I can so the cars can see uh, me. I hate to so cut whatever. you off, Chip and Tim, because that music says we're running out of time. And I am so grateful, really, really grateful, Chip, that you called in. And for Tim, your help, again, we can. you got all these resources at ChristianCarGuy.com. I'm going to get some of that mapping up available for you as well. But I think what Chip said is great advice for a grace car driver. As you're driving up on that situation, how can I light a light? God, how can I be a light to the other motorists on how we can treat these people because that's a person out there on a bike and we only have seconds to to react so remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went and he got it all done in 33 years thank you for listening to christian car guy show